If you've enjoyed listening to Issues Etc. in 2022, please make a year-end tax-deductible gift to support this worldwide outreach. For a year-end donation of $250 or more, we'll send you our latest book, The Wittenberg Trail, Paths to Lutheranism, and a new recording of 22 hymns featuring the Lutheran Public Radio Choir. You can make a secure online contribution today at issuesetc.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support at the end of 2022. what you want. Christmas, if it is nothing else, is for the Christian, for the congregation, for the whole church, a time of praise. You want to know what praise looks like. You take your cue from those whose job it is to praise God. You go first to the angels and you see what they do and you imitate their words and their ideas and their songs. You even sing their songs after them. It is a time of praise and celebration for what God has brought into the world in his Son and our salvation. It's all front-loaded there in the manger for us, and the church cannot but praise God during the Christmas season. We can't stop praising when Christmas Day is over. We have to keep praising, and sooner or later we have to bring it to an end and praise him for other things in other ways as well, but this is the church's essential function. When we say the church confesses Christ, we're simply saying that we praise Christ. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. on this Thursday afternoon, the second day of Christmas. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We're going to spend the first hour studying the Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God, with Pastor Will Whedon. Then it's part two of our series with the late Dr. Lewis Brighton. On the Holy Family, we'll be discussing the mystery and covenant of marriage. Pastor Will Whedon is assistant pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Hamill, Illinois, formerly served as director of worship for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He's author of the books, Celebrating the Saints, Thank, Praise, Serve, and Obey, and See My Savior's Hands, and he's host of a daily short-form Bible study produced by Lutheran Public Radio called The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. Will, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Todd. This hymn, we will find out, starts out as a children's hymn. Why is it so vitally important that the church put into the hearts and mouths of our children songs that they can grow into as they grow, rather than songs that they will inevitably grow out of? This is one of the great lines from our our dear friend Barbara Resch, right? You know, she absolutely nails this with, teach them songs that they'll grow into, not that they'll grow out of. And I remember when she first laid that kind of out for people thinking about that, she said, so how old were they when they were killed in Columbine? Ouch. How old were they when they were, when they were killed in Connecticut? Think about the horrible things that can happen to people at any single time in their life across the spectrum, right? How important is it that you give the little children something that's solid, that they can hold on to, something that they can actually take and join in singing with the angels right here and now, practicing for the eternity to which they are headed. How can you fill their little lives with the joy? Well, that's where this hymn that we're going to study today really comes from. It comes from a school teacher wanting to give his kids a song that they can sing all the way through life. 
a song that they start in when they're young that they never, ever, ever give up singing. It's how these great children's hymns of Christmas actually spread. You know, they start with the kids are little, but they are so good. And so it, it the words are so impactful and meaningful for their lives that they're, they're not going to give up singing them just because they grow up. They continue singing the songs they learned in childhood. What can you tell us about the author of this hymn? Well, Nicholas Howe Herrmann, he was, he was born in 1480, so a little bit before Luther. He died in 1561, a little bit after Luther. He's, he was the contour and the Latin teacher at Joachimsthal. And there he had a special gift. He listened to his pastor's teaching. Johann Matthäus was a friend of Luther's. And, 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 and Hermann could take what pastor said and put it into rhyme, condense it and put it into rhyme in a way that made what he, what he said memorable then. And this is what he did with this, this, this hymn that we sing here that assigned as the hymn of the day for the first Sunday after Christmas. So Sunday in the octave of Christmas. And he, he does this, this one's kind of late in life. It appears for the first time in the 1550s. And it was originally part of three hymns that he published for Christmas, you know, all written for the kids he taught. So this is much more like von Himmel hoch, from, you know, from heaven above to earth I come. It's first and foremost children's hymn. But like we said, since children have the habit of growing up, it's certainly a hymn that they're going to keep on singing and loving to sing no matter how how old they get. And because it's it's for the Sunday after Christmas, you'll notice this about it too. Unlike From Heaven Above or some of the others that we've looked at that kind of invite you, the Christian, to tiptoe into the manger and look over and see, this is on the backside. This really is taking up at Luke 2.20. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen, heard, and seen as it was told unto them. So this hymn invites all Christians into that with the shepherds. It's the backside of having been at Bethlehem. Now we got to go out and praise God and glorify him for everything that has that he has revealed to us here in his word that we have seen and participated in. So that would indicate probably where we're going to locate the primary biblical texts behind this hymn. Yeah, the, this is a hymn of praise and thanks to God that's going to, we'll, we'll get into as we work our way through it, but certainly praise always begins with proclaiming the great things God has done. That That's the biblical meaning of praise. It's not just standing in front of him and saying, you're so awesome, you're so great, you're so cool. It's to stand in front of him and say, look at what he did for us. That is what praise is all about, and that's what this hymn is all about. Well, I tried to capture some of that in our introduction, That, and I'm borrowing this entirely from you, that whether the church sees its function in the world as we use the word evangelism to make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching. To me, that is coterminous with confessing Christ in the world and coterminous with the praise of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're all the same thing. Yeah. Literally, when you're doing evangelism, you're praising to somebody else something that you yourself enjoyed. So what this hymn is doing is like inviting all Christians to get in on the praise here. Praise and glorify and worship God for what he has revealed to us in his son, Jesus Christ. Let's hear the first stanza of Let All Together Praise Our God. 
Let all together praise our God before his glorious throne. Today he opens heaven again to give us his own son, to give us his own son. It's immediately evident that this is a children's hymn. Yes. It is because it is so beautifully simple. It's so simple. You can hear it in the melody. It's it's just, it, it's very simple. The words are, are simple throughout, throughout the thing, but yet they're profound. Let all together praise our God before his glorious throne. We need to stop and think about that. You, 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 you intimated this at the beginning, um, and it was ironic to me that you brought it up because I, I posted a, a string of Gerhardt goodies that run along the same line today. All on praise and thanksgiving. Listen to these words of Gerhardt. He says, what greater and nobler thing can a person do in this life than to praise God, his creator, that he, a poor person on earth, a poor, miserable sinner, can at the same time step into the chorus of the holy angels and the elect and simultaneously lift up his voice to God along with them. Praise of God is the true attribute and characteristic of a true Christian. And the Lord requires this praise and thanksgiving of us, not because he, on account of this himself, becomes more exalted or greater. He, he, he is and at all times remains perfect and blessed on his own, whether you praise him or not. But he wants us to thank and praise him so that instead we, as a result, become prepared to receive from him ever more and ever greater gifts. That nails it. And so when you stand before the throne of God, the first thing you want to realize is, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Well, I can only be here because I'm here with this one that he gave into our flesh. Today, he opens heaven again to give us his own son. And when you hear opens heaven, you immediately think of Genesis chapter three and the, the, the shut gate and being ushered out and, and the very way that we are in this life exiles from what he made to be our true home. And uh, this hymn, it, 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 it's not suggesting that every Christmas heaven opens up again. Uh, you know, you got the again in there. The today of this hymn is the today of Christmas. This is the same hodie Christus natus est, the today of liturgical time. In other words, we are the liturgy is literally grabbing hold of you and bringing you and putting you right there on the day that this happened, the day that God opened heaven again by giving you his own son into the flesh. And, and, and I don't want to lose this either. That, that, that today began already nine months before in the Annunciation, right? I mean, he's already in human flesh. But now, for the first time, everybody can see God in the flesh. I'm intrigued by that opens heaven again. Mm-hmm. And it's ambiguous enough that it kind of, you went to Genesis. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Sinai. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about he opened heaven atop that mountain. Yeah which appears, you know, in glory, lightning, thunder, fire, to give the covenant of the law. And now he opens it again to give the lawgiver. The lawgiver, the lawgiver into flesh and blood. 
And so, you know, in the Marvel and the other Christmas hymn, how silently, how silently the wonders give to What a contrast to Sinai and the rumblings and all that. And, and, and opens heaven. It's also where, where John is at, right? In John, in Revelation 4, where he sort of steps through. I mean, th- there's an open door and what's streaming out of it is heaven. And he actually gets to step through the door and see what's going on. Well, Jesus is that door <laughs> through which you step. Stanza two, he leaves his heavenly father's throne, is born an infant small, and in a manger poor and lone, lies in a humble stall, lies in a humble stall. The Lutheran Public Radio Choir with the Christmas hymn stanza two, let all together praise our God. What's here, Will? Well, notice again that it's proclamation, not invitation. So, I mean, in the in the earlier Christmas hymns, you have this invitation to come and see this thing. Now it's like going out to proclaim this thing. Hey, God was in it. The baby was in a stall. He was in a manger stall. Can you believe that? And going out, preaching it, singing it, proclaiming it in our poetry. Leaves his heavenly father's throne is... I think we noted this on one of the other Christmas hymns. That's a very John way of speaking, rather the way Christ speaks in John's gospel. He he leaves and comes and then goes back. But we noted that his leaving is a bit of a mystery in itself. It's not that he actually heads out of heaven into this world in such a way that he leaves heaven behind. The stress in the hymn is that He's, he's abandoning the regular use of his divine power and glory that are his by nature. But what we have here is, is glorying in what, what we will call the state of the Lord's humiliation, right? Instead of showing himself at all time to be the king of heaven, instead he shows up the king of heaven. He shows up as a poor, weak baby. You know, he can't even hold his head up. He has to have his diaper changed. The accent on poverty, again, his scorn for the things that we think are so big and so bad and so important. He, he's like, no, that, that's not the big problem. <laughs> I'm here to deal with your problem. And your problem is located in the human flesh. I've come to fix that and remedy that problem in myself. And you pointed out that, yes, in one sense, he leaves his heavenly father's throne but when he comes in human flesh, he brings the throne it of comes heaven with him. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Mary's lap is the throne of heaven, or the manger is the throne of heaven. The, the, again, the church's poetry just loves Wherever to play he sits. It. Is Wherever the you find Jesus. Oh, you think about that. Your, your heart becomes the throne of heaven. When you open your mouth for the Eucharist, your mouth becomes the throne of heaven. Wow. When we come back, we're going to hear the third stanza of Let All Together Praise Our God. Within an earth-born form, he hides his all-creating light. To service all, he humbly cloaks the splendor of his might, the splendor of his might. We're studying the Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God. Pastor Will Whedon is our guest on this Thursday, the second day of Christmas. Stay tuned.
We know that you want to build your family on the right foundation from the very start, the foundation of Jesus Christ. Concordia Publishing House offers more than 8,000 products for churches, schools, and homes, dedicated customer service, and an experienced staff to help you focus on what matters most. Click to connect at cph.org. Concordia Publishing House, listening, responding, providing for God's people. Concordia Publishing House, cph.org. Psalm 144.1 Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Those serving in the armed forces want LCMS chaplains. We need courageous pastors to bring the gospel and sacraments to those protecting our nation, along with wise counsel and the peace found only in Christ Jesus. If you are between the age of 26 and 43 and have a heart for ministry in the armed forces, call 314-996-1337 or email lcmschaps at lcms.org. Keeping the message straight. Getting the message out. You're listening to Issues Etc. Augustano Lutheran Church in Moscow, Idaho, invites you to receive the gifts of Christ with us. We preach Christ crucified for the forgiveness of your sins, risen from the dead for your justification and life. Confessional, sacramental, liturgical. We're a new Missouri Synod congregation on the Palouse. We meet Sundays near the University of Idaho, 1015 West C Street. Bible study, 9 a.m., divine service at 10. Find us on Facebook or visit MoscowLutheran.org. Did you know that Luther Academy has been providing continuing education for confessional Lutheran pastors and laypeople worldwide for more than 20 years? Luther Academy publishes Logia, the Confessional Lutheran Dogmatic Series, and Luther Digest. Find out more about Luther Academy and sign up to receive their free email newsletter at lutheracademy.com. lutheracademy.com and like them on Facebook. facebook.com slash lutheracademy. Stanza three of the Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God. We're studying this hymn with Pastor Will Whedon. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues, etc. What should we note there? Well, you want to note that everything that is his as the eternal Son of God by nature is, is always there in him. So he hides. He hides the all-creating light. Think to the transfiguration. What you're seeing at the transfiguration is not something added to Jesus in that glorious moment on the mountain when his face becomes brighter than the sun and even his garments begin glittering with rays of glory. What you're actually seeing in that moment is what is his the whole time as the eternal logos of the father, his divine nature never does not have such glory, but such glory he chooses to disguise very much in the time of his humiliation so that he can be a servant to us. Think about how freaky, remember the apostles themselves fall on their faces before this, right? I mean, it's a terrifying sight. And how terrifying it would be if he always appeared as he truly is to us. Instead, he he cloaks it. But he doesn't, it's really important to underline this. He does not lay this glory aside 
when he becomes man. So it's actually one of the, 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 Wesley is one of the greatest hymn writers ever, but I do think it was a mistake when he used the line, mild he lays his glory by. That is not true. He does not lay his glory by. Mild he lays the use of his glory by. He still does all these weird things. He walks on water when he chooses. Uh, he, he, He performed Every single miracle that he did, they all proclaim who he really is. They, they, they are little glimpses of his glory. But for the most part, that all creating light is cloaked and it's hidden beneath the flesh so that he may be our servant. And when you hear servant, man, that should ring up to your mind right away. All of Isaiah 53 and, 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 and well, that's the culmination of all the servant songs. But where the, where the cloak is most hiding the greatest glory ever is actually on the cross. The moment that looks least like glory, the man, the man suffering and dying, this is his supreme moment and revelation of glory for us. So in the background of this entire stanza, you're really hearing a reflection on Philippians 2. It's like, how do you take Philippians 2 and distill it down for kids? Well, that's how you do it. You know, he, he did not think equality with God something to be grasped. He humbled himself. He took the form of a servant, being found in fashion as a man. He became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. And so God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. He said it so beautifully, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. He came to be the servant and he serves us masking the visible manifestation of his glory for the most part in his earthly ministry, but always having it. It's the upper room in John's gospel. I am your master. Mm -hmm. He never ceases to be master. Never. And yet if I do this for you, the washing of the feet in particular, the cross, Yep. In in the shadow there, you do likewise. Yep. He shows that the one who has all power uses that power to serve. But he is always the one who has all power. He is always the one who is full of the radiance of his Father's glory. What should we be listening for in the fourth stanza? Well, you really want to pay attention to the word exchange in the fourth stanza. In German, Wechsel to to you know to change. You know he's he's going to swap out. It's 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 what Ed Schrader called the sweet swap. He takes what's yours to give you what's his. He undertakes a great exchange, puts on our human frame, and in return gives us his realm, his glory, and his name. His glory and his name. Pastor Whedon, I happen to know that you are going to take a little issue with the translation of this because the original is so much more powerful. It's so much better. Yes. <laughs> I have our, our dear friend, the delightful Dr. John Stevenson, to thank for drawing my attention to the original German of this stanza. I think the English translation you just heard is a pretty, pretty weak approximation. What you have in German, er wechselt mit uns wunderlich. Unser Fleisch und Blut nimmt an und gibt uns in sein Vatersreich die klare Gottheit dran. So, that is, he exchanges 
with us wondrously. He takes on our flesh and blood, and he gives us in his Father's kingdom the luminous divinity. We easily forget how comfortable the Lutherans of the 16th and 17th century were with the talk of theosis. God became man that man might become God, as Athanasius put it. And and that was something they all credited and believed, but they didn't hear it like a bunch of Mormons, you know. (laughs) They heard it in the sense, we become by grace what he is by nature. Uh, The great Johann Gerhardt, he would write of this, theology takes its name from God, especially by reason of its subject or object, that it makes men divine. It makes them participants in the divine nature, in Lucas and his um, Lokite Logici, said in another way. And this is the way that most people finally get it. He became a child of man so that the children of men might become the children of God. <laughs> you just insert children in there and we're going, oh, is that what you mean? We're like, yes, that's what, that's what we're saying. The marvel does not cease at him becoming what we are. The marvel of Christmas extends to why he became what we are. He did it so that we could become what he is. And I don't think anyone got this better in his preaching than than our dear Luther in, in his great sermon for Christmas Day, 1522, he said, Therefore shall every Christian man rejoice in the birth of Christ and glory in it, as if he too were born of Mary. He who does not believe that or doubts it is no Christian. Oh, this is the great joy of which the angel speaks. This is God's comfort and his surpassing goodness that man, when he believes, may glory in such a treasure that Mary is his very mother, Christ his brother, and God his father. For all these things truly happened that we might believe in them. Talk about a great exchange. Everything that's his gets to be ours. It's so much more than we often hear in that kind of trite great exchange. Yeah. And and I do not want to diminish the exchanges is usually, by calling it trite, that he takes our sin and gives us his righteousness. That kind of exchange so short, that were the short, end of it. yeah short sells what actually is happening here in the incarnation the crucifixion and the resurrection yeah i mean he came literally to give us everything that's his and and, and when you get hold of that then the real marvel of christmas uh it, it's not i said it just doesn't stop at look at what he took on it, it really pushes its way all the way to, and why did he do it? Oh, my goodness. You want to marvel at the grace of God? Look at why he came to do it, to give all of that to you, to make you heaven's heirs. We're studying the Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God, with Pastor Will Whedon. He's assistant pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Hamill, Illinois, formerly served as director of worship for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He authors the books Celebrating the Saints, Thank, Praise, Serve, and Obey, and See My Savior's Hands. These books are published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040. You can also browse before you buy at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. When we come back, stanza five. He is the servant, I a Lord. How great a mystery. How strong the tender Christ child's love No truer friend than he. No truer friend than he. We'll get Pastor Whedon's thoughts on that stanza next.
Listen to the best of the church's Christmas music during the entire Christmas season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. During the 12 days of Christmas, Lutheran Public Radio, LutheranPublicRadio.org. Deaconesses are women trained to share the gospel of Jesus Christ through works of mercy, spiritual care, and teaching of the Christian faith. The word deaconess means servant. Find out more on how you can serve in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod through the vocation of deaconess at lcms.org slash deaconess. Working in faith, laboring in love, remaining steadfast in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. LCMS Deaconess Ministry lcms.org slash deaconess. For nearly 140 years, the Lutheran Witness has taught the faith, defended it against error, and shown forth the great treasures of the Lutheran Church and biblical doctrine. We're continuing this legacy by publishing issues and articles that help you see the world from a Lutheran perspective and that teach biblical doctrine and show forth the treasures of God's Word. Visit our website to learn more and how to subscribe, witness.lcms.org. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. Life Week 2023 with Lutherans for Life is coming soon, and you're personally invited to join in celebrating that you are blessed for life. From Sunday, January 15th through Saturday, January 21st, 2023, Go to lutheransforlife.org for more information and for Zoom links. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. lutheransforlife.org, lutheransforlife.org. You can teach lay people theology. You're listening to Issues Etc. You may be one of those pastors who need to be refreshed and refueled because of your parish ministry Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Charles Gieschen. Concordia Theological Seminary has a wonderful program, not only in continuing education during the summer, but in an advanced study program called the Doctor of Ministry. And it's a very practical program because it focuses on congregational ministry. It incorporates biblical theology with the ministry of the congregation. It's also very accessible for pastors, and it's also affordable. You can major in pastoral care and leadership, teaching and preaching, or mission and culture. And we pray that pastors will take advantage of this program. Learn more about the Doctorate of Ministry program at ctsfw.edu or by calling 1-800-481-2155. Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's the fifth stanza of the hymn that we're studying with Pastor Will Whedon, the Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God. Where does this stanza take us? Well, he, he is a servant. We've already hit that, all right, in, in the previous stanza. But, you know, just underline that again, like, like you just cited from John 13. I'm among you as one who serves, right? The, 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 the one who is the Lord comes among us as a servant. But then you've got in this wondrous exchange, and I a Lord? And I a Lord? Are we actually saying that? Yeah, you really are. Remember what Paul said in Ephesians 2? 
He made us to sit with him, with Christ, in the heavenly places. That is, you already are on a throne. Past tense, right? You already are on a throne in heaven with Jesus right now. Yep, you a Lord. And so that means as you go your way through this life, you go with that awesome dignity that's been bestowed on you and to which you've been summoned. And in that way, you get to live your life, whether no, no matter what you do in life. I mean, you can have a job that the world regards as the most lowly of all. You could be cleaning bathrooms at night in some high rise, right? You know, you go forth with all that you do with the dignity of being a Lord, a Lord of heaven that the earth does not recognize. It did not recognize him, but that is who you are. And that's how St. Paul would say in Romans 8, you get to be more than conquerors through him who loved us, loved us so much as to exchange places with us that we could have that place with him. There's a lot in there. It's, It's royal lineage. It's heirs, the inheritance that cannot fade away, cannot be taken yep. from you. Yep. Peter speaks those words to people who are being killed. Yeah, and they're having all their property taken. Right, yeah. right. And he's saying, you, a royal priesthood, that there's so much rolled up in there that is comforting to us. Yeah, I mean, and remember John saw it. But go back to, 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 to the, the, the open door of heaven again. When John sees the 24 elders sitting on the thrones all around the Lamb, right? What is that? The, you know, the, the 12 patriarchs of the Old Covenant, the 12 apostles of the Lamb. You have the church in its wholeness pictured before they're reigning with God, reigning with the Lamb. And then he, he throws out, you know, how great a mystery. Well, he's He's just quoting 1 Timothy 3. Great is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh. So inviting us again into the wonder, the wonder of what the exchange accomplishes for us, but then also this peculiar wonder, how strong the tender Christ child's love. That evokes, hey, no greater love has a man than this. Then he lays down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do what I tell you. There is no truer friend that you have, people loved by God, than Jesus. He will be faithful to you all the way. He will never break his word to you. How strong the tender Christ child's love. And that also sets up a favorite hymn that we were talking about earlier, right? This little babe so few days old. I mean, here it is again. He, the love of Christ is stronger than any other force in this world. You pile all of the the horrible forces of wickedness and evil, put them in the one side of the scale and on the other side of the scale, you put the love of the Christ child and the love of the Christ child outweighs them all. I'm thinking about that relationship between that love and the joy that comes from that love. The end of that, mm-hmm. that uh, Britain hymn that you just referenced briefly, if thou wilt foil thy foes with joy, mm-hmm. then flit not from this heavenly boy. His love produces joy in those he loves. And so you reign. And so you literally reign in life through his love, through his joy. Stanza six. He is the key and he the door to blessed paradise. The angel bars the way no more to God. Our praises rise to God. Our praises rise.
What would you say about this? Well, we 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 saying this not too many days ago in the church, right? You know, we had the great O Antiphon, O Clavis David, uh, O Key of David. The you know lifting that whole curious passage from Isaiah, which John does in Revelation, giving it to Christ that He's the key who opens, and when He opens, ain't no one shutting that thing, and when He shuts. Nobody is able to open. He is the key, but he's also the door. Remember what he said at John 10, dealing with the sheepfold, right? You know, I'm the door. I'm the door of my sheep. He's the door to paradise. That open door John saw with the light streaming in John 4, that is all coming from the lamb. Jesus literally is your entrance back. And the angel bars the way no more. Back again to Genesis 3. Jesus literally, you know, when he comes there, the angel has to take that sword away. It's his. <laughs> this is his home. And he can, with him, you can go past the angel into the home. In him, the gift of coming home has arrived on the earth. He's, he's key. He's door. He's way. He's life. And instead of the angel shutting you out, now, now in him, you actually get to join them in their rising praises and astonishment at what God just did in his son. And just as Adam is expelled from paradise, a man, Jesus enters, re-enters paradise, a man. man. The same flesh, flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, of his blood. That's what comes back to paradise, again to paradise, as Romanus put it. This notion that Christ is Along with door comes way, which is, we often say way in a very general sense. He's the road. The road. He is the true and living way. I think that's what we often miss in I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is Mm -hmm. the truth and he is the life, but he is the true living way Mm -hmm. to the Father. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's something that is picked up very much in, in the book of Hebrews. He, he is literally your entrance into the Holy of Holies. To get into the genuine Holy of Holies, to get into the Father's heart, uh, to get behind the veil, you go through his flesh, through Jesus. And he opens this way by this new and living way that is his own suffering and death and resurrection. He, he comes into the flesh that in that flesh he can offer up a way for us to go home. And the only way for us to go home is going to be through him offering up that flesh and blood on the tree of the cross. But having offered it up, literally death now has a hole in it. I mean, a hole that will never, ever, ever close. And it provides our entrance then into the Father's presence, into joy and life and joining the angels again. Is that connected to the Eucharist then? the way in to the Holy of Holies via the curtain of his flesh. Yeah, I mean, we try to confess it in our churches, right, with the open arch above the table, a a way of saying, hey, there's nothing that bars your way now from coming into the presence of the Father. There is no angel guarding this door because the angels actually are joining us and adoring him who comes to us here with the very body and blood that purchased our entrance. The seventh and final stanza of let all together praise our God. Your grace and lowliness revealed, Lord Jesus, we adore, and praise to God the Father yield in spirit evermore. We praise you evermore. We will hear that stanza and the entire hymn and get Pastor Will Whedon's final thoughts on this Christmas hymn right after the break. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc. 
If you've enjoyed listening to Issues Etc. in 2022, please make a year-end tax-deductible gift to support this worldwide outreach. For a year-end donation of $250 or more, we'll send you our latest book, The Wittenberg Trail, Paths to Lutheranism, and a new recording of 22 hymns featuring the Lutheran Public Radio Choir. You can make a secure online contribution today at issuesetc.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support at the end of 2022. This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with The Sinful Woman, Part 2, Women Disciples, Parable of the Sower, How You Hear, and Jesus Calms the Storm. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Truth-Centered Mission Outreach. You're listening to Issues Etc. You wish your classical school could do more for struggling learners? Uncertain where to begin? The Memoria Press Schools Division includes Cheryl Swope, author of Simply Classical, a beautiful education for any child. The schools division will happily assist your school. Memoria Press offers an entire line of special needs resources for teaching math, reading, spelling, and more. Contact schools at memoriapress.com or order directly from simplyclassical.com with coupon code LPR23. It's the days before Christmas and the list is so long of whom to buy what for, so I'll help you along. Ad Crucem has gifts for all budgets and tastes. Our service is quick for shoppers in haste. Pop over to the website adcrucem.com for gifts focused on Christ where it's always belonged. Reminders of his work for saints in this world and his promises eternal yet to be fulfilled. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. Final stanza of the Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Will Whedon is our guest. If you appreciate our hymn studies, please make a year-end tax-deductible donation to support the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. No gift is too small. You can make a secure online contribution at issuesetc.org or by check. Make your check payable to Issues Etc. and send it to Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Thanks for listening, and thanks for keeping Issues Etc. in mind at the end of 2019. This is a doxological stanza with a little something extra in the beginning. What is it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stanza swings up to doxology, but it's going to be really anchored into the humiliation of the way Christ comes to us, his grace in lowliness revealed. That is the, the foundation of, of our glorying and praise in him. But notice the stanza then wraps up to where it began. Like, you know, uh, hey, all Christians, let, let all together praise our God before his glorious throne, because this is all what he's done for us. And as we step back and look at it, we go, wow, your grace and lowliness revealed, dear Jesus, Lord Jesus, we adore. But it has to swing up to doxology. You know, where else is it going to go? 
when Jesus is your key and he has opened the door and paradise is now accessible to you, what do you have to do but come home singing? And so really the picture again is out of Isaiah 35 and a highway shall be there. It shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. I find great comfort in that passage. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on him. You see the lion prowling along the sides of the road, waiting to pull him off. But no, he can't actually access the road itself, the way itself. And they shall, nor shall any ravenous beef come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will be on their heads. They will obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing. Oh, it says shall flee away, but I mean, the picture is like, we'll turn tail and run, right? You know what I mean? There's no place for the sorrow and sighing where this explosive joy has been given. And this is the joy that he quite literally packs into this hymn. You now have a home and you have a secure way there and you have the key to the front door and you know you have a welcome inside and all of this has been provided you in the Lord Jesus in his lowliness. And he gives us access to divine joy. It's not just, it's now the joy that is the Father's the sons and the Holy Spirits with one another. Yeah, that that literally the the joy of heaven come down to earth so that we can can share it and and live it and be transfigured by it. Let's hear the entire Christmas hymn, Let All Together Praise Our God, and then we'll get Pastor Whedon's final thoughts.
Your final thoughts, Pastor Whedon, on Let All Together Praise Our God. A practical and a theological. Practical? Did you notice how beautifully that whole hymn did that job of proclaiming by doing this back and forth singing, where it was not always the whole congregation singing, if you will. The the, the the whole the whole group joined in on some of the stanzas, but you also had solo voices and smaller ensemble. You hear this. This is the way that Lutheran hymns are supposed to be done, especially where they have seven or more stanzas. So, you know, just kudos for the wonderful way that the choir did that. But then theologically, this lovely children's Christmas hymn, it just unpacks the truth which the church proclaims at every single Eucharist, that it is indeed meat, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We give praise, biblically, when we declare and proclaim the great deeds which God has done. And let me tell you, next to the cross, There is no greater deed of God for us to proclaim than his enfleshment of the Virgin Mary, his joining a human nature into the unity of his divine person so that by his cross and resurrection, he could give to us absolutely everything that is his, that we lords might be. And, you know, for this miracle then, we joined Christians of all ages and places and singing together, hey, let all together praise our God before his glorious throne. With about 30 seconds here, next time we talk and study a Christmas hymn, it will be from east to west, from shore to shore. What's in store for us there? That's one that Luther just literally hijacked from the monks, and it's beautiful. It, it, it was one that he he grew up singing there in the in the monastery. It's the the hymn of the early matin service throughout the time of of Christmas. Beautiful. Pastor Will Whedon is assistant pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Hamill, Illinois, formerly served as director of worship for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, author of the books Celebrating the Saints, Thank, Praise, Serve, and Obey, and See My Savior's Hands. He's host of the daily short-form Bible study produced by Lutheran Public Radio called The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. If you like what you hear in these hymn studies, you will love The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. You can listen at thewordendures.org, thewordendures.org. Will, thanks. Hey, thank you so much, Todd. In the next hour, it's part two of our series with the late Dr. Lewis Brighton on the Holy Family. We'll discuss mystery and covenant. This great exchange that is first seen by human eyes in the birth of Jesus Christ is, in fact, God's plan from the foundation of the world to give us his righteousness in his son Jesus Christ's sacrifice for us at the cross, to give to his son, now in human flesh, all of our sin and the punishment for that sin. This is how God has always purposed to save the world, through this great exchange in Jesus Christ. I'm Todd Wilkin. Stay with us. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., 
is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. I am beautiful because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of his family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I say yes to God in His ways. Jesus the Good Shepherd says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. We invite you to join us as we listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd and follow him who gives us eternal life. Sunday worship services at 9 a.m., Sunday school and Bible class at 1030, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, Arnold, Missouri, on the web at goodshepherdarnold.org. That's goodshepherdarnold.org. Thanks to our beloved on-demand listeners, Issues Etc. consistently ranks among the top podcasts in religion and spirituality. You can help us climb the charts by subscribing, rating, and reviewing Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit the subscription button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Help us cast Christ's net on the internet. Subscribe, rate, and review Issues Etc. today. College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois offers ACT, SAT, and PSAT test prep, scholarship application classes, college and career counseling, and more. Hi, this is Lori Konsky, president of College Preparation Station. We have helped our students obtain more than $7 million in tuition scholarships in 12 years. Find out more at cpsprep.com. Let us help you create a vision and find your future. The College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, cpsprep.com. The Word of God, Daily Worship, Lutheran Hymnody and Catechesis, Instruction in Phonics, Traditional Math, Literature, Grammar, History, Latin, and Strings. It's all part of our daily life here at St. Paul Lutheran School in Hamill, Illinois. St. Paul is seeking teaching candidates for the 2023-24 school year. Learn more at school at stpaulhamel.org. Consider joining the faithful faculty at the only classical Lutheran school in Greater St. Louis. School at stpaulhamill.org. Confessional Lutherans are invited to rent a four-bedroom, three-bathroom Table Rock lakefront home in the Ozarks. Table Rock Lake is a premier lake in the heart of the Ozarks for boating, water sports, and fishing. This log cabin-style rental sleeps 12 and is 30 minutes from Branson and 20 minutes from Silver Dollar City. Learn more by calling Swanson Estates, 713-855-2681. Be sure to mention Issues Etc., 713-855-2681.